0: Uh, Welcome to another episode of The Good Soil. Uh, Today I'm very excited. It's it's another time for us to sit here and look into the kingdom. Remember, the purpose of The Good Soil is not to trend. Uh, It's not to go viral, but it's to have impact. It's to go out there and bring people whom God has appointed in his kingdom. It's to bring them here and sit with them to chat, to discuss. And also to share with others on how they can become the good soil and before we start today's episode I want to ask uh, someone a question in the book of Mark chapter 4 from verse 8 we know that some multiplied I want to ask you from the 30 to the 60 to the hundred who are you do you see yourself within that group or you are that soil that couldn't bring forth any fruit I want to welcome my guest as well. Uh, He is a man from God whom I have followed for some time. He is a man whom I think uh, for the past two years, I have been tracking him down on Facebook because I have seen that he is a man who is willing to share something that many uh, men of God out there are not willing to come out and share. So today, I want to welcome you, sir, to the Good Soil. I feel very blessed to have you here, sir.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. And uh, just to start, uh, most of us, we know you from the altar, from the pulpit. Yeah. We, maybe we, we, I I, I think, to say we haven't had any, I mean, apart from the post that we see on Facebook. Yeah. We haven't had a chance to Mm. hear clearly who is Apostle Cheney Man, and to get a background of him. From his upbringing, apart from what we receive from the pulpit?
1: Mm. Uh, as you know, my name is Joseph Cheney Graceman I'm a Kalanga. <coughs> I was born in Francistown, raised in Francistown. Yes. I actually knew the city of Habroni through study. So I came to Gaps to study motor um, vehicle engineering. And I also just did basics of auto mechanics as well. Yeah, um, I'm born out of. Uh, I have six siblings. I'm the seventh born, the last born. Yeah. So, and um, most of them, we are we are living apart because of we are of age. So if I'm the last born, I'm uh, about to be 35 years old. So everyone have their own home. They stay wherever they want to stay. Um, I would say that I was raised in a family that is God-fearing. I'm born in a royal family as well. So my family is a royal family from a village called Masunga. When you go into Masonga, you know of a word called Manatoko. That's our family name. So basically, that's me in a nutshell. Uh, I'm born again. Hallelujah. Spirit-filled. Hallelujah. I've, I received Christ when I was 15 years old. Hallelujah. Um, so it's been 19 years.
0: 19 years of serving the Lord.
1: Yes. It's been 19 years. And currently, I'm not only a pastor, I'm also an entrepreneur a digital entrepreneur, (laughs) (laughs) self-made.
0: It's brilliant to see uh, pastors also being part of the digital uh, movement that is currently ongoing, sir.
1: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Yes, most definitely.
0: So you are still telling us about uh, yourself and your your genius, sir?
1: Yes, um, my biological dad was a prophet. Uh, In a traditional church, of course. Son of the prophet. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He was was well known in the northern region, also in the parts of Zimbabwe, Zambia, and Namibia. Um, uh, He passed on 17 years ago. That was two years after I got born again. Uh, What I am living today is a result of a prophetic word that I received from my own biological father before he passed on. My mom is still alive. She loves God. She normally comes to my church actually. Amen. Uh, so she. It's,
0: it's always good, like you are saying, Apostle. Yes. To see parents who are willing to pioneer their own children into the work of salvation.
1: Yes. So she's still, she stay in Francistown uh, currently. Um, our firstborn is this side, Good Hope. Secondborn, she staying in uh, Chadibe. She's married. Uh, almost four of them are married, they have their own homes. Amen. So that's basically Apostle uh apostol Chene. Chene. Uh-huh. My original name is Chene Sani, it's Kalanga. Amen. It means uh to rinse. To rinse normally it it's given to rinse. It's normally given to last bones uh, of the family, especially in royal families in the Kalanga tribe. Amen. Yeah.
0: So, so, Apostle, I, I want to appreciate you mm-hmm. 15 years of serving the Lord. Thank you, sir. That's, that's beautiful. It's uh, something that uh, in this current generation, mm. we fail mostly as young people to come mm. to the Lord as early as that. Yeah. I hear you, you said uh, your father mm. was a prophet. Yes, most and of And you are a result of the utterance mm. that mm. came through him. Yes. But I realized that you said he died uh, just two years after you had given your life to, to mm. Christ, mm. but he was a prophet. He was. So you were a son of a prophet, but you were not yet born again. I, I want to understand that part.
1: Yes. Um, my father was a prophet, but he was in a in a traditional church. Amen. Yeah, i Amen sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm So uh, I wouldn't say he was born again, according to the biblical uh, context anyway. However, you know, our parents, they portray themselves as Christians because uh, they pray to God. They even mention Jesus in their churches. So I would say I grew up in that uh, family setup where they pray. Yeah, basically. So I got born again because the Bible was explained to me in details. I was actually. I think there was a void in my spirit to want to know God in detail as well, because before I got born again, I had to also study a lot. I had read the, even the Quran, oh. so I had to choose. <laughs> yeah, I read the Quran. I read the Quran, and uh, uh, I, I the, through the Holy Spirit, I had so much conviction that God is real, and I got born again. I became. I was. I was a, quite a naughty young man from childhood i was also a footballer so i had to really totally divert from that kind of a life uh, to a whole new person of um a christian Amen. yeah so
0: so, so that's that's another thing yeah you see being born again, uh, as early as possible it can mm. also be according to me i believe it can also be very com- confusing yeah, very confusing, if I can say. Mm. You, you are a young man. Mm. You still want to kick the ball. Yeah, you still want to go out and play around. Mm. But you receive salvation, and immediately you have to shift. Yeah, towards a, a purpose in the kingdom. Mm. So how how did that happen? Like what? How did you let go from the your childhood? So many people during that time mm. playing around and all that. How yeah. did you let go from all that and Choose to focus in the kingdom. I think I
1: think it was a matter of uh, decision making and knowing what you want in life. Uh, Most of us, our upbringing opened our eyes at a younger age. Depending on the background of the family, for example, I grew up in France My family was not really having much. Uh, they they were not wealthy. Mm -hmm. So I had even to learn how to hustle from a younger age. So my eyes were opened to the world at a younger age. Hence, I was able to make some firm decisions Mm -hmm. from a younger age. So me starting to shift, going to church, I actually had to make a decision because my soccer schedule was actually affecting my commitment in church. Mm -hmm. So, and I knew that there was a gift in me. I had so much Uh, happening in my spiritual life during that time. So I had to sacrifice. Yes. I love soccer. Till today, I still watch soccer. I'm a main city fan. (laughs) So, yeah, I still love soccer anyway. However, I can't play anymore because of my life commitments and my purpose. Uh Yeah, so I had just... It's just a matter of deciding... Um, I'll decide that they say you know you lived a boring life, but yeah. I'll, I'll say no. <laughs> uh, with me, it was different.
0: You didn't taste this
1: and that. Ah, no, it was, it was, it actually became nicer when I saw the light of God. Amen. It was more in, in, in interesting, it was more exciting that now you can clearly see your path where you are going. Yes, because there you walk with confidence.
0: So, so, Apostle. You 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 finally get to walk around your childhood and choose a path. Yeah, which is the path of serving a God. Yes. Uh, What launched you into ministry? Because I I also want to understand that because many of us are born again, we enjoy the fruits of being in the kingdom, Mm. and in the process, we don't plant anything. Yeah. When did it come to you that I'm apostle Cheney? Mm. My ministry has to start because I have received the light.
1: Yes. Uh, actually, I started a ministry before I started a church. Amen. Because there's a difference between a church and a Can ministry. Can you please educate us? Here. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was serving the ministry of praise and worship Amen. in church. Yes. It's, a it's a ministry. I was also in the ministry of evangelism. Mm-hmm. So it's a ministry that is under the church. A church is a, it's a board that, uh, that is governing. Oh. ministries amen. like evangelism and but when you, I believe that you are asking uh, in issue of the church yes yeah with the church uh, God spoke to me God spoke to me in I think uh, 2010 and then I had to delay with uh, you know you know you don't just jump into these things mm-hmm. so I had to delay because I never really wanted to be a pastor honestly amen because I knew the burden of being a pastor Though my father was not a pastor in what we can say, fire church or the yes. character so, a per se, yes. but me growing up, uh, at least I had an idea of the struggle of a pastor. Yes. So I knew. You
0: had seen it from your real father. Yes.
1: So having that clear picture, it was not my thing. Mm-hmm. I never wanted it. So I had to respond to it because the voice of God was now clear yes. to me and then I started the church 2013, 2013, on the 6th of January. That was my birthday.
0: Amen. <laughs> so, so before you go further, Apostle, Yes. I've heard many servants of God saying, "I God spoke to me. Yes. And it was after that, that I responded to the call of God. Mm. What, what do we mean when we say God spoke to me about opening a church? Because it's, mm. it's, as young as I am, I... I can come up tomorrow and say, God spoke to me. We are going to open a church and take all of this, my friend. And yes. We move around, we find a place, we start clapping. We start, yeah, yes. yeah. So I want to understand, for someone who is out there, who is saying God is speaking to me, explain, share with us so that so many mm. people can align themselves to saying God has spoken. Uh Personally,
1: God spoke to me about my purpose uh, and gave me a mandate yes. to revive by then, uh, I was focusing much more on young people, on the youth. Yes. Uh, r- uh, opening a church was also, it, it was more like a package of a vision that God has given me. So God did not directly say go and open a church as such. Yes. He gave me a mandate and an assignment yes. to do. So opening a church was creating a platform. Yes. Do, do you understand? Yes. So that my, my vision and my mandate can be fulfilled without struggle, So I had to register the church and I had to go to a place that God directed me to start this movement where I will reach out to a lot of people. So the proper arrangement was for me to have a place or a platform where I can fully manifest the gift of God in my life. So hence I had to register the church and uh, we started there in Mahalape. Uh, We preached the gospel. So God speaks, uh, is the truth, God speaks, uh, he can speak to a lot of people about um, opening a church, it's undeniable, we have a lot of pastors and prophets who have been called by God and God, some of them God even told them, the name of your church shall be this and this, because your assignment is that and that, yes. So biblically, we have seen guys like Moses. Moses is seen as burning bush. Then God tells him that I've called you to go and deliver the children of Israel. Yes. The place that you need to go is Egypt. Yes. So when God gives you a mandate, he also gives you a place. Yes. Do you understand? Hallelujah. So you, you don't just go yes. out of your will. God had to give you direction. Because sometimes things of the spirit are not just like things of the world where you feel like, oh, here, uh, the, it's the, what I'm doing, there's the market. Yes. You, you get that? Yes. You, you don't do that. You don't analyze. You don't analyze. You have to be
0: given. And I like mm. the way you explained it, Apostle. Yeah. I hope people get it. Yes, sir. Before you can tell us that uh, God has spoken to you, You should also be able to explain the mandate that God has given you. Mm -hmm. Because what Apostle is saying, is saying, Moses sees the burning bush. Yes. But from his experience from the burning bush, he comes up with a mandate. Mm -hmm. And this is not haphazard. Yes. There is a way out that the Lord has Mm. given. Yeah. So God will never give you a mandate that is not clear. Mm -hmm. I hope wherever you are Mm -hmm. seeing this video, you hear the Apostle of God. Yes. He is very clear. You don't just go out and say, no, God has said, it's time for me to open a church. You mm. don't have a mandate. Yeah, You are opening a church because you mm. think. It's mm. not about thinking. And yeah. it's not about analyzing and saying people are opening churches. Uh-huh. So it's time for me to open, open a church. Open a church as well. Yeah. Yes. And you don't
1: open a church because you have a gift. Hallelujah. Gifts are for believers. <laughs> so opening a church, is, 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 is it has to be strictly uh, a, 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 a word from the Lord. Yes. With, with a clear vision. You, you must be able to write down your vision. If you are going to open a church as well, you don't just go. You need to be empowered. Amen. Because uh, leading a church does not only need the anointing. You also need leadership skills. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. So we have a lot of powerful people who are having churches, but you will find out maybe they lack leadership skills yes. to lead that organization or that local church. So if you, God speaks to you about opening a church as well, one of the things that God has to tell you is the statements of faith. Yes. As your church, what do you believe in? Because I can't just come to your church. What, what do you really believe in? For example, I'll say in the statements of faith, one of the things that we believe in, we believe in water baptism. Yes. Right? Yes. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in lay on of hands. Yes. We believe in healing. However, we are not against medical practitioners. Yes. So those are statements of faith that we have to write down. And also, uh, a church is bigger than just having a dream that standing before people shouting, fire, fire, come on. No, you must also have also the bylaws of the church. Yes. So in other words, if God speaks to you about opening a church, you must also gun after knowledge, mm-hmm. be informed, yes. study. So,
0: so, mm. so, so just to chip in there, Apostle, do you mean it's okay for someone to receive a call of yeah. And go to a Bible school.
1: It is definitely. It's a way
0: of responding to the call of God. Yes. Okay. But, but also, like I hear, like I want to recap of what you said. Yeah. It, 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 it's also out of order mm. for me to open a church because I have a gift. And maybe one of my giftings is that I can speak very well and I can convince people yeah. to join whatever thing that I'm, I'm putting before them.
1: Then by then you can be a public speaker. Yes. So, <laughs> so
0: I, I like what the apostle is saying. Many yeah. public speakers out yeah. there, people yeah. of God, understand that you need to have a mandate. The fact that you speak mm-hmm. very well and you can convince people does not give you a call of God. Mm-hmm. I like that apostle. Yes, I'm sir. very blessed to hear wisdom like that. Amen. Because so many people today are, are deception has entered the church. Apostle. Yeah. Yeah. Because of uh, uh, the gift that we have, mm-hmm. we use them to pull people yeah and start platforms yeah that maybe like you said the lord has not commissioned yes yes now now apostle, going forward mm. take us through your journey where your church started and, and how did it start and and just the process of your church because mm. i want to understand that maybe you started it when you are still young and, and mm. you're very radical like i know many young ministers that are very radical people apostle yeah i want to hear that part
1: I started my church 2013, like I mentioned earlier on. However, before I started the church, I was having a movement uh, of which attracted a lot of young people in thousands yes. around the city of Gaborone I've been to Gagne before. I've been, I've preached in um, Musojane. I've preached in Bubono. I've preached in different parts of the nation before I started the church. So I started the church and it was legally registered anyway. Yes. So it has my buffer. So we had to register the church and we started in Mahalape. uh, And because I had already raised young people in the Lord and led many to Christ. Yes. So some of them decided to come with me to Mahalape so that they help with establishing the church. Yes. So we left. To Mahalape, we were given a house. There was no electricity. Uh-huh. So if you are going to say, you know, God is calling me, you must also master the element of sacrifice. Yes, Ministry and the calling of God is not a place of comfort. Yes, There is there's that pinching that pushed you out of, of, out of comfort zone. So we had to stay in a house that does not have electricity sometimes. We didn't even actually have money. Uh, there was no income by then. We had a few people who were supporting us sometimes. They got tired. And our candles will finish. There will be no light. We will use these torches for yeah. the phone. Uh, it was quite a very difficult thing to establish, of course. But if you know God has called you, you, yes. you, you consistently do the work of God despite the life challenges that are around church and ministry. Yes. So I've been in Mahalape for several years. Until 2018, God told me to move yes. uh, from Mahalape. Um, actually, God spoke to me in 2016. And when I moved from Mahalap, I was not moving from Mahalape because the church was struggling. Uh-huh. Uh, it was actually big. Yes. numerically; we were sorted. Numbers. The Numbers were okay. We even had overflows yes. in Mahalape. So it was just God's divine instruction. that. So,
0: so, so you are how old by this time?
1: When God spoke.
0: When you have numbers and you're in Mahalap and the church is, is growing very well, everything seems to be taking shape in terms of your call.
1: 2013, when I started church, I was 25 years old, mm-hmm. and when the church was growing, I was in the late twenties—26, 27, uh, 28 years old. I was attracting a lot of uh, people coming to church uh, because of maybe not not mostly, you know, people when they they see notable miracles as well and uh, accurate prophecies and the revelation of the word, so they come, they yes. wanna, they wanna uh, yes, the one I hear, yes, and experience the move of God in that particular place. So I experienced a lot of response of people following me from a younger age, though. Yes. Even prior to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, at my early 20s, I had ministered before crowds. Yes. And after the church, when I was ministering as well, uh, I got noticed even by people outside the nation of Botswana. I, I had an opportunity to preach in, um, other, countries. in other countries, South Africa, Zimbabwe. Several times. Yes. I've had uh, invitations from even countries from outside Africa, but by then uh, I couldn't respond to the invitations because of my time was not yet yes. to, to go outside Africa. Because sometimes when you're gifted, the pressure comes. Every, you become you, you, you be in demand. Everyone wants to tap into yes. what God is doing. They want to partake. They want to partake. So when you are moving in that direction, you need to be very sensitive to the voice of God as well. Yes. Every move you make must be God's direction.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Otherwise, you will find Can yourself. Can you say that again, Apostle? Every move you make yes, must man. be God's direction. Amen. You don't take. You don't do things out of excitement.
0: Because, because now you see, uh, people are coming together and they are uh, clapping the power for you. Of God is moving. Mm-hmm. Um, people want to. Big people also want to interact with you. Um, now immediately you you start stepping into wrong ground the
1: the the pressure of fame the pressure of being known you start wanting to be known in every region yes you start uh one of the things that you need to master you need to avoid self-glory hallelujah (laughs) i'm powerful i'm dangerous i'm the most accurate it gives you unnecessary
0: the call of god to a foreign name exactly a widely name to symbolize the authority that you carry in the kingdom.
1: Exactly, it brings unnecessary pressure that will cause you to make a lot of mistakes.
0: So, so apostle, mm. all these things are happening. Yes, God is manifesting through your life. Yes. So, like many pastors that I have seen, mm. they would be married. I am. I want to understand details. Mm-hmm. Where apostle married by then? What was happening in his other life?
1: I was married actually, uh, twenty thirteen. The same year I started ministry, I got married. So when I went to Mahalapi to start ministry, I had a girlfriend. <laughs> 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 I was okay. in a relationship. Yes. So um, she, I didn't have much experience when it comes to relationship. However, when I chose her, I decided to, to get married to her. We were very young. I was 25 years old. She was 20 when I married her.
0: So, so, you are marrying her through the, the, the eyes of the Lord, or you are marrying her because you have seen
1: her? So uh, it's no, it's not. It was, God did not say, uh, <laughs> That's your wife. No, <laughs> he, he, the scriptures are clear. God said, He who finds. So, I had to use my sharp eyes. So no need to be <laughs> for your wife. I'm telling you, God, the, the, the solution is already provided. God said, No, go and find. So, I just saw this beautiful young lady. I said, This one can be my type. Yes. Hey, so she loved it a lot, of course, uh, because we, you, of course, when it comes to choosing a life partner as a Christian, there must be principles as well. There must be, I mean, qualities yes. that you look in your partner. One of the major qualities, she must be in the same belief as yours. Yes. She should be born again. Yes. Right. You are
0: reminding me of something that I was, yes. so I, I, when I was like preparing myself for this. Yes. I, I once tried to make a video like that. Yeah. Like to say, is it allowed for a Christian to go out like you just highlighted. Yeah. And while you are going through your journey in marriage, mm. I also would love to hear you clear, clear it out to say... Oh, to marry outside it? your faith. Yes.
1: No. A, a, a Christian who is firm in faith yes. should know this, that the Bible is clear, say, do not equally yoke. Yes. Right. Yes. So you can be equally yoked to somebody who is believing in traditional doctors, and you are a Christian. is <laughs> uh,
0: bringing sewage to the house. Bringing
1: sewage to the house <laughs> that can actually break your home. Yes. Uh, imagine. Do you even know that? Doctrines alone, you can be both Christians yes. and then doctrines can just set you apart. Yes, true. Just doctrines, true. even different doctrines true. can cause havoc. Yes. Imagine when you are a believer. We have seen most ladies actually, they they compromise, they end up marrying from outside there. Yes. They, they will just say yes because the man is available, they say he's caring, he's loving and all that. So, it end up becoming very difficult. When the men say you are not going to church, Yes. Why are you so committed? you see that? Yes. So you... Because
0: this man doesn't see the faith that you carry. He
1: doesn't see. You are totally different from from each other. So it's very, very important for you who is watching me, when you choose a life partner, choose somebody who believes in the same God as you believe. Yes. Who believes in Jesus? Born again, spirit filled. Yes. Who is actually grounded? Yes. Not a new convert. <laughs> you can't go for a new yes. convert who doesn't know anything.
0: Still drinking milk.
1: Still drinking milk and I'm real because because very difficult. So yeah, basically you need to look at that, and it's it's actually biblical.
0: Yes. Yeah, so yeah. now going back to to the marriage thing. So you were married, you had to find someone and yes. Yes. Sir.
1: So I was married, actually. Unfortunately, uh, I have a daughter, you know, a very beautiful baby girl. Oh. She was born God in marriage. Him. God so, bless her. Amen. So uh, five years after the marriage, uh, we divorced, oh. unfortunately. That was 2018. Um, most people who follow me, they will notice that there is a gap in my ministry. 2018 and 2019, I was not in ministry. Okay. I was just sitting around because I had a family challenge. So I had also decided, you know, I need to step back out of the pulpit uh, in a moment of preparation, a moment of dealing with myself and giving myself attention because I had uh, a lot of mental breakdown uh, during that time as well because of the condition. My marriage was very inspirational to a lot of young people, actually. We actually even had programs where we deal with young couples. So it was inspiring a lot of people so when to be it married, fell to
0: be, to be in, in marriage yes
1: so when it fell apart it was a very big blow for me
0: that caused a lot of damage mm-hmm. yeah precisely. But, but but it's it's, it's powerful